wee! Ooh, wee! Sweat Equity Podcast and streaming show, Pragmatic Entrepreneurial Vice with Dick Jokes. I'm your host, Law Smith. Sitting to my right, your left on the tube if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Vimeo, LinkedIn, your mom's Walkman, uh, Palm Pilot, Eric Redinger. Yeah. Yeah. You can't watch it on me. Watch me on it. You can do that. You that made works. it sound that way. That's the meta. This episode is brought to you by, ooh, almost forgot, value added up top, trying to throw a little freebie in there right from the get-go, so you know, while we're about dick jokes and we're about uh, the hoo-hoo-ha-ha, we're giving some advice right off the top. What? If you need a digital whiteboard, this is not a sponsor of the podcast, we just know it's good. Digital whiteboard called Miro, M-I-R-O, used to be called Real-Time Board. I use it when I do strategy, I lay out strategy, I can send it, I can share it out, it's huge in this remote working world that's m-i-r-o miro digital whiteboard you can and it's got a bunch don't of like the name though i don't know why they changed it to a name that's i like real time board right yeah now it sounds something yeah, moving on uh, hate the name yep m-i-r-o that's miro we get nothing for that but we just want to have some value adds at the top of the show going forward this episode is brought to you by express vpn try express vpn Dot com forward slash swag gets you three months free off an annual plan. What is ExpressVPN? It's an anonymized web browsing. So if you think you're on Chrome and you're doing that incognito look, you can still get tracked. Didn't but that's that? not really. You can watch Netflix from Australia and you can watch the special stuff on Australian Netflix. Did you know The Office has 38 different countries that have mimicked The Office? I do because you told me that before on this podcast. I know, but on not, this ad. If, you're an, if you're a new yes. user, new listener... You don't know that? You want to watch Finnish or Swedish I know. Office? Go ahead. Use try, go to tryexpressvpn.com forward slash sweat. gets three months free off an annual plan. That's tryexpressvpn.com forward slash sweat. Like key sweat. Ooh. Uh, our future sponsors, trygrasshopper.com forward slash sweat. Gets you $75 off a business phone line. Scalable business phone line. Don't be a jabroni. And have one of those Google Voice numbers, Ugh. or it goes right to your cell phone. And you go, who this? Try grasshopper.com forward slash sweat. Gets you seventy five. And don't answer the phone that way too. Yeah, if you want to do a funny way, answer No Limit first. Studios and go make them say, uh, that's what I do. Try Express or uh, try grasshopper.com forward slash sweat. Gets you seventy five dollars on an annual plan. And lastly, WarbyParkerTrial.com forward slash sweat. Like Keith Sweat. It's five free pairs to try on at home. If you're watching on video, I'm wearing my Warby Parkers right cool. now. WarbyParkerTrial.com forward slash sweat gets you five free pairs to try on at home. You don't like all five? You go for five on those because you got a big horse head like I got? Send them all back. Put in your prescription. Get them sent back. You get five pairs to try on again. Figure out what you like. Yeah. Use it it comes to you. They want you to have them and pay for them later, but try them on first. And then do the thing. Do the thing they want you to do. Hey, I'm Enjoy ex- the five free pairs. Shout out to the Italians and Spaniards out there because today is Columbus what? Day. What? Let's get it going. Howdy, Tony. about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Happy to teach you the sweat equity. My sweat equity. My, my sweat equity. Now go. Florida, it's a sunny place for shady people. It's my favorite, my favorite saying uh, about about this state. 
but look, man, Rob Cressy, uh, let's, why don't you throw your plugs out there? Because you got multiple things going at all times. Why don't you do yeah, it? Because for- I was going to try to, but I'd butcher it. So you go. Yeah, I mean, simple. You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. I've got Bacon Sports. I host a myriad of podcasts, the sports marketing huddle about sports marketing and entrepreneurship, leadership DNA, breaking down the different principles of leadership, the Sharp 600 sports betting, and the playbook, which looks at fan engagement, sports, and technology. Wait, I didn't know you were getting into the sports uh, betting game. Are you, are, you, uh, are you in that now? Like, Oh, yeah, baby. So I've been hosting a sports betting podcast for the last year. So... I've got a prime seat in terms of the growth of the industry from a sports betting and a marketing and entrepreneurship perspective. Now, how do you deal with that? I basically wrote off game, sports gambling because I just go, you're not good at it. I just had to go, you're just not good at it uh, for whatever reason. Does, because you're a fan and you think you know a lot, doesn't mean you're very good at it. There was, I had to look at it like a marketing perspective. What's the ROI? Okay, I'm spending a lot of time and effort Dude, <laughs> looking yeah. into this shit. And and you'll never be the best. There's already somebody way better. I'm not than you. Sam, I'm not Sam Rothstein from Casino. Uh, I'm although I want those blue blockers like he's got, but it's not. I'm I'm not going to be able to choose the winners because I college football was my main thing. We had the triple option podcast for seven years. I used to do the college football podcast, and then it was like I you have to know you have to be so insular in that world at least with that sport. And it turns over so much. But the guys that make the sharps that make money in college football, they know before it breaks the AP wire. So they, they right. But I'm just saying, there's way more work in college. Right, right. But there's way more to. I heard there's way more to be made in college because of that. Yeah, probably. What do you think? Yeah. So I completely am with you. I think the key to it is you want to be an informed better, and you want to follow a process. So by no means. Am I someone who is making a living off of sports betting because I'm an action junkie and I'm a sports fan and I'm a host. I'm just very relatable and I can talk about it and do it intelligently. But a lot of times I look and see what opinions I trust and then I use that as validation or confirmation for the opinions that I have. Uh, For you guys, I think the real big opportunity is going to be the way that sports betting is changing from a betting options. There's not a ton of value on taking a team minus three one way or another. It's kind of tough to pick. However, there is live betting, which is the greatest thing in the world because you can watch the Seahawks game. They go down 13 nothing to the Vikings at home and you're like, what do you think is most likely to happen? The Seahawks are laying seven going into the game. All of a sudden, they're getting points when they're down 13 nothing. Now, all of a sudden, you and I can speak that language. We don't have to be as sharp to say, here's a great opportunity right now. Or when the Lakers get down in the finals to a game or in the playoffs, boom, here's another opportunity. And then the second one would be player props. So for so many of us who play fantasy football, once again, minus three one way or another, Browns culture. Like, that game's a toss-up. However, you could say, well, I know I know, Calvin Ridley has a great matchup and Julio Jones is out and the corner for the um, – Panthers. For the Panthers, isn't very good. I'll take over 60.5 yards for the game. Now, all of a sudden, the way you think about betting in the options is a little bit easier. And quite frankly, when you get to the player props, you can actually just 
go and get a membership for a site that says, listen, we're going to give you all the data on the cornerbacks and Calvin Ridley and the opportunities. And then you've got multiple sports books. So DraftKings has it at 60 and a half. FanDuel has it at 72. And you're like, well, wait a second. There's this middle opportunity. There's just, there's a lot more opportunities that are be presenting itself now. Yeah, it's crazy. I was told law FanDuel was down yesterday. Like there's somebody out there who had Chase Claypool as a millionaire and they don't even know it or not. I mean, it's, how fast are you be able to make these like turnaround player right? Like, can you do it at halftime and it's like instant? Live betting is instant, so you can do it on a play-by-play. There's like a five-second lag for the book to accept your bet. So that's really the only thing you really need to deal with. But um, if if for all intents and purposes, when teams score, when teams turn the ball over, any of those different things, I'm always looking because for me, that's where I'm opportunistic. Oh, that's fun. Opportunistic. Always seen as a, a pejorative word. I always, I, I, I always hear that as a nice thing, but people are like, you're opportunistic. I'm just, this is a little. Just because it's directed at you. No. Whatever well, shitty yeah. shit you're doing. I'm like, what, what snake oil can I sell you? <laughs> you have, it's called drainage. You have a milkshake. I have a milkshake. And I've got a straw. And it goes all the way in your milkshake. I drink it up. Sorry, I've been doing that with my kids. He's, every done. Day. He's done now. That's my Daniel Day-Lewis, There Will Be Blood. I think it's pretty good. You kind of gave it half-assed. I've heard you do way better than that. And I, I kind of gave up, up halfway this, through. This nicotine gum, man, it, oh. it jacked me up, dude. I don't, I don't smoke, but Erica's nicotine gum, and I get it, and it jacks me up pretty, pretty good. I like it. Pretty, yeah, the opposite of what it's supposed to be doing. Is it's getting me into smoking. To nicotine. <laughs> yeah. I heard nicotine's not the addictive part, right? I thought it was. No, that's definitely what it is. Or is it? I it's thought nicotine. Yes. Mm, uh, uh, yeah. Mm. Are you addicted to nicotine gum now? No, I just like it a you lot and dependent on it now. Yeah. So Rob, I want to, <laughs> dude. Yesterday I was gonna hit hit you up individually before you and Law even talked because I saw you doing something about Wim Hof, and I was like, oh man, I could just we could just knock it out just he and I talking about Wim Hof for half an hour for one. But what I'll are you do doing with fancy, it? Rob. I'll do some live. Yeah, ice baths now or what? Yeah, so I am part of a community called the Big Ass Calendar Club, which is put on by Jesse Itzler. And the goal of the Big Ass Calendar Club is to design your life and make the next um, 12 months of your life the best months of your life, just by simply designing what you want to accomplish and then reverse engineering and doing it. As part of that, they created a micro community called 30 Days of Excellence. And essentially, it's 30 days at a time you commit to being excellent. And they bring on these experts from a variety of different things. So one month they did um, food where someone's teaching us about smoothies and healthy eating and things like this. This is more about the totality of life than this is business or entrepreneurship. It's, hey, how do you live a life where you put that first? Well, this month guess what? They made it Wim Hof month. And amazingly, they got Wim Hof to oh. kick off the entire month and actually do a session, which blew our mind. Did you get that to meet dude him? That dude is the, well, so this is all via Zoom. So it's, oh. it's an interactive community. So we're on this call with Jesse and this Navy SEAL named Chad Wright, uh, this guy named Mark Brown, who's a former NFL player. And then Wim Hof comes on to introduce us to the Wim Hof breathing. So, um, once a week, every Wednesday for the next four weeks, we had Wim the first week, two of his coaches the following two weeks, and then he's coming back on the fourth week 
to coach us. And essentially what we're doing is a 30 day challenge of breathing in cold water therapy. So we're using his Wim Hof app to do it. And I've never done the breathing. I'm someone who meditates. I visualize, I do a lot of that stuff. So this is in my wheelhouse. I'm obviously a student of the game. So I knew of Wim. Um, I've done cold water therapy before uh, as part of the uh, live hard mental toughness program that I did, but I love it because it's challenging and it's uncomfortable. And these are things that I believe builds grit. And it's why I'm successful is because I'm willing to do things that most people aren't. Yeah, dude. Well, you got to get on the breathing. It's, it's exercise, but it's the first thing I do every day. And I used to have horrible allergies, things like that, but they do not affect me anymore. I've done the Wim Hof breathing every day for six years now, probably. And it's just like, I ain't exactly super healthy. You know, my lungs aren't great, but I can't imagine what they would be without it. You got to get on that part. I'm surprised you did the uh, cold water therapy without really getting into the breathing. So, so sort of both at the same time. So it's like they're introducing the breathing. And at the same time, it's like, hey, um, go in cold water for 30 seconds, a minute or two minutes. So for me, this past weekend, uh, I was on a friend's boat uh, soaking up the last ounces of summertime shy. It wasn't exactly very warm out. And I jumped in Lake Michigan and I'm like, oh, it's probably not that bad. Let me tell you, that was yeah, freaking dude. freezing. Yeah. I was like, whoa, People way get, colder than I thought. Dude, 60 degree water is fucking cold water. That is not cool to sit in. And they're like, you know, he's going into Wim Hof does, he gets under waterfalls that it's, it's below freezing, but it's still moving. And he's in there for however long he wants. And I'm doing, you know, two minutes at 50 degrees and feeling like a champ. So, Eric, I'm curious on the benefit side because so many people preach this. And I think a lot of people who may be listening, uh, there can be an element of skepticism or you don't know what you don't know. And when you hear something like breathing or like meditating or visualizing, something that's very process-oriented, it's internal, and I don't exactly do it, and then there's a car in my driveway where you're like, holy crap, that breathing really worked. It's something that's a little bit more gradual and totality, and you have to be a believer in it, but I'm curious for you because you are just like almost anybody else I've heard of that has done it, that swears by it, which is great proof because of your consistency and how long you've done it. So can you share sort of like how that matured for you and how it actually works? See how you just hijacked the podcast as a it. better host. So great. So, be <laughs> so much better than you. Uh, well, I find it is the cool thing about the Wim Hof breathing is you said, you know, you, you believe in it and you really don't even have to believe if you do it the way you're told to do it, you don't have to believe in it. If you do what he's telling you to do, your body will do what it's supposed to be doing, which is the idea is that you're oxygenating your blood and you're uh, hyperventilating yourself sort of. And uh, once you get to a certain point and you have your blood oxygen elevated, you're able to then exhale out everything you have and then hold your breath longer, which in turn tricks your body into thinking you're dying, which is the same idea as the ice bath. It thinks you're freezing to death. So your body's doing the things that 200 years ago, when people are living in tents or whatever, even longer than that, 500 years ago, you know, they're used to these horrible climate changes. They're dealing with all sorts of stuff that, you know, we don't deal with anymore. And just the 
pussification, like, of my own body, where it was, like, allergies. Like, was that a thing a thousand years ago? You know, like, and to see it be able to... Was that a thing 50 Dissipate. Right. You know, like, That's the thing. It's, like, there's just soft. been this... Right. It's, everybody's soft, and now you have to make... We're in insulated to, right. You AC have to do something or heating. If you're in Chicago from October to May, basically, you're about to hit Pretty the. Much. You're about to be a, 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 a hibernating. Right. This is Chicago is my fav, One of my favorite cities. I could only live there six months of the year though, because the six months that it's nice outside and not cold is Chicago's the best city in America. Yeah, I'm curious. What I, the, did I you would get the water that sentiment. Did you uh, catch Whoa. the water temperature in Lake? Uh, was it Michigan? I, I did not catch it, but I made sure to sit in it long enough to appreciate the practice. Like, it was really, really, really cold, worse than I thought, and immediately you want to get out. But I was like, no, the purpose of this is is to sit in it, and, like, I made sure to just be still and let the body do what the body do. Um, and it, I think part of that is the mindset of, Certainly, if you look at entrepreneurship or creating a show or anything, there's a longevity factor. And I want to be mentally tough so that when things get hard, uh, I can keep moving forward. And it means jumping in Lake Michigan and sitting there while it's freezing and all my friends are on the boat, I'm cool with it. Yeah. No, that's great, man. Um, yeah, the, um, the breathing itself, in terms of just like keeping up the consistency, it's like I can't not do it. Like if I – I'll feel it and it's just so so – automatic for me at this point that it's like it's just the first thing i do when i get up i'll even sit there at the computer i'll be doing stuff as i'm doing it and have my old timer going and stuff but you know that if anything it's hard to choose between the cold and the and the breathing but it might be the breathing can you can you break down how easy it is for you to do ice baths like you don't have an ice machine here we're so we're in the you know if we're talking to the lower lower states that are Sunny most of the time. Yeah, don't right? have a Lake Michigan. We don't have Lake Michigan. Well, it's a pain in the ass to get to Lake Michigan anyway, probably every day if you're not right there near it. Um, but Eric has found a very like pragmatic way of doing ice bass. Uh, just I want you to just walk through it. I know it's very minutia and not super exciting, but I feel like there's a lot of people who might listen and they might not do the ice bath because it's like, well, I don't have a bucket. You know, right. Like, well, I uh, today I pulled up knowing Rob was coming. I pulled up the the uh, Amazon page that has the Japanese bathtub that I bought. It's like thirty one inches, you know, in circumference, and or is it diameter? No diameter. Um, but it's like fifty five bucks, and I'll do you know just fill that with the hose, and I go to the uh, the ice uh, twice the ice place, one of those freestanding ice machine things. That are kind of ubiquitous in every city now. Yeah, the they're one, everywhere. Uh, in California, I remember there's a lot of them more for water. Like people would fill the jugs of water, you know. But yeah. they, they also, a lot of, I see them everywhere now, or at least the last 10 years, I've seen them all over the country. Basically, those freestanding like ice machines, twice twice the nice ice, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's got a penguin on it. Anyway, but I mean, it's like eight bucks worth of ice. I get 64 pounds of ice. Put it in that thing and uh, two minutes, and I feel like a million bucks. Round trip, picking up the ice, getting in the ice, putting it in, getting in the ice bath. What are we talking? Half 30? hour. Yeah. So. Half an hour tops, and I'm good to go. I did it yesterday. You know, it's just um, that's the thing. It's like getting a process going where I feel comfortable. Okay, I know exactly how this is going to go. Boom, 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 done. That's a huge thing for people. Well, and you can do it even less than that because guess what we all have? 
a shower. So immediately before this, I did a workout and then I did my Wim Hof cold. And you know what I did? Cold, cold shower, turn baby. that shower on freezing yeah. cold. That costs zero dollars. All it takes is the intention. And I think we'll, we'll create as many different excuses for why we don't do things. Because you know how many times in a row it has been uncomfortable going into a cold shower? Every 100 percent Every single time, it is just as uncomfortable as the time before. However, you have to be willing to get past that and get comfortable being uncomfortable. So for me, it's as simple as this. Get in the shower, turn it on warm. I put on a playlist that is literally for me to be in cold water. And then, boom, you turn that off, and it's now freezing cold water sitting there for two minutes. Turn that back on to warm. Boom, you're done. You're like, wow, that wasn't so bad. Rinse and repeat. Perfect. Perfect. And I tell people the cold shower can be harder than because you could settle into an ice bath. You can kind of just get there and, you know, leave. But the, the cold shower, it doesn't stop hitting you in different places so it's just this constant reinvigoration you've got, you've got like, this Ugh. you've got this lever right there that can get you right, right back to right a nice just right. pull it just pull that bitch nice I, warm water right there just do it i had a buddy he was my uh he was my youth uh like leader in high school when i was in like all the young life christian uh kind of stuff and he used to tell me he would this is man i'm really lobbing you a pedophile joke here but he used to say he would take a shower do the end couple of minutes of a shower, he would put it to cold and he would do his prayers while, while doing that. And I was like, that's fucking weird, dude. Um, and I, now I look at it like that's one of the smarter things. Uh, be it prayer, be it just meditation can be considered prayer. Just thinking about, you know, getting your mind somewhere sure. else. I don't know think, why you brought pedophilia into Cause it. I was lobbing you just like a very uh, Catholic priest kind of set up. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. never mind. Uh, maybe in the that's future, don't tell me when I'm being set up. Just let me just set I was me try- up. It was just, don't, just, just negating Are you a comedian? It. I was negating it ahead of comic? time. I was, I was, I, Jesus. I, I, I'm a soothsayer of bad jokes. <laughs> so uh, what I'm saying is it's that thing of like it's important to, like you said, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I, I've been going for jogs that I, I hate jogging. It's the fucking worst. But I know it's good for me because you need – if you can do once a day something that – you do that you hate so much that you know it's not going to kill you, right? But you can do it to the point where you're like, you're going to beat yourself up just for a couple minutes. It has such Everything is easier. Right. That's right. the hardest thing you do that day. Great. Right. And everything's downhill. Fantastic. So you should design your life where that is a thing. No different than getting coffee in the morning or putting your shoes on every day. One of the things that I want to do is do something uncomfortable because that's how growth happens. And Law, you started up this podcast by talking about being opportunistic and how some people say it's a bad thing. For me, that's loser talk because when you're opportunistic, Thanks. you're going to design your growth for yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think opportunistic is used as pejorative. I agree with you. I feel like it's defeatist. It's, uh, it's definitely like it, 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 you're creating the out without actually saying it, right? That's why I was saying let's get the pragmatic thing of how to get this Japanese tub because there's people listening that go, I know I need to do this, but they're going it, to – it's that follow-through right after listening to this. And look, Eric did this with me in 430 Wake Ups. He was for two years on this podcast. You said it when we first did this podcast. You came on a long time ago, the pre-Eric age, and uh, you were like, I do 5.30 wake-ups. And I was like, that's stupid. 
how can you watch sports? And you're like, I don't need, I don't have to watch every game. It's impossible to watch every game. I go, oh yeah, you can't even watch. I can't even watch all the college football games I want to watch if I have them all on every screen. You, you can't possibly pay attention that much. But I was like, how could you do that? And you're like, I read a book right in the morning. I was like, what? So y'all both work ethic in the sense of like, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out these like, for I hate using this term life hacks, but. Uh, for better or worse, if there actually are life hacks, these are the actual real ones. Right, these are I know. things not like, hey, turn your turn your hangers around and then you get rid of the clothes that you don't wear. Like that's well, life hack. Life hack has been it, it's a fucked out term that I still think works. Kind of like pivot in the marketing world for 2020. It's going to be the most fucked out word. I think the most fucked out word for 2019 in the marketing world was uh, was uh, branding and brand. What's your brand? How are you branding and all this stuff? And people really weren't having a conversation about that. They're just talking about uh, Instagram influencer stuff. Mm. Um, but I feel like those things, you guys kind of converted me into e- at least trying these things, right? And I, I remember when I did it first, the wake up, the early wake up, the 4.30 wake up, because Eric's like, look, when you have kids, like, it's not, you don't have your own time anymore. And that time, no one talks to you. <laughs> Basically, for like two, two hours in the morning before everybody's up, you have your time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And I started doing it, and I was more productive in that three-week span than I ever was. Now, I wasn't doing stand-up at night. That's where it gets tricky for me. But, look, that just changes a little bit. Okay, I, I go to bed a little bit later, wake up at 6.30, get my own shit. I'm not a person that talks to anybody until 9 or something like that. Whatever that is for your schedule. But uh, Yeah, no, it's, it's important, I think, to like show people the bath that I use and have the, the steps laid out for him because a lot of people will say, oh, ice bath. I can never do that. Really? My mom said the same thing and she did it. Like, And then Rob brought up the cold shower. I'm glad you did because what excuse do you have for not that? Everybody has cold water coming out of their shower. Like that, that's It's right there. And that's step one. I think it's the reminder to do it too. Like I have to write that down to make it a habit. Yeah. Well, that's, you know. That's something. That well, let that. I mean, in. there's a key right there. If you really want to be good at all of this different stuff, number one, write it down. Because how many people who have written down, "I'm going to take an ice bath or a cold shower," don't do it? I'll tell you, the odds of you doing it if you write it down are a bajillion times better. But I think if we were to look at the root of all of this, it just comes down to one thing your mindset around it all, because quite frankly, all we're doing is talking about a series of excuses for reasons why we don't do or don't do anything. And it really becomes behind your mindset. Do you have a growth mindset? I can grow and do more. Or do you have a fixed mindset that says, this is the way it is. Why would you do anything uncomfortable? Why would you wake up in the morning early? Why would you do cold? Like the, the questioning of why, as opposed to I can be better and do more because once you fix that, now you just start to look for layers of accountability. So I can even tell you on the waking up. So I've been extremely good for it over the last seven months or seven years, but we recently got a puppy. And as part of that, me waking up in the morning wasn't as consistent because the dog's up at different times at night. And this is actually going on as we speak right now. One week ago, I had to go to an accountability partner of mine and say, I'm not waking up the times that I want. Um, And he said, here's what I want you to do, Rob. I want you to text me in the morning when you want to get up. So if you want to get up at 531 in the morning, wake up then and then text me when you get up. 
and boom, immediately I was cured. And you know why? Because if I tell my friend Thomas that I'm going to wake up early in the morning and then I don't look, then I don't do it, then I look like a piece of crap. So I'm going to go and text him. He will come at you, make fun of you, call you a pussy. Yeah, why would I say I'm going to do it and not do it? So it can be as simple as just Eric or Law texting each other, hey, man, I'm up, cool, crush today. And that simple layer of accountability is the thing that's missing in all of these. Because imagine if you had a cold water accountability coach. Hey, text Eric or hit it, slide into his DMs and be like, Eric, I'm going to do the uh, cold water today. Boom, got it done. Nice yeah. and simple. Come on. I'm now. already doing that, and he's, on, he's it's unsolicited. He does not like it. Come on now, you know we slack. We don't we don't do DMs. We're we're advanced level here. Yeah, advanced level <laughs> of texting. Course. No, but we used to use the podcast as that a little bit. We don't have we have a weird amount of listeners with a, a low amount of engagement. That's one of the the things we need to we we were talking about recently to kind of uh, geek up a little bit. Uh, how have you been able to do that? Do you know anything about like online community kind of based stuff like that? Like. You've been building up audiences. I, I doubt you started new podcasts without the intention of really having – I think we don't carry a celebrity name uh, with any of us respectively in what we're doing, but you seem to have uh, figured out how to build these like kind of community followings. Can you enlighten us and anybody listening how to kind of get that engagement going with people online? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I specialize in this. So number one, my formula, I lead by example. So when I'm doing my sports marketing podcast, I'm extremely candid about what's going on in my life from an entrepreneurship and sports and marketing and mindset and personal development standpoint. Why? Because I don't see anybody else talking about it. Everyone wants to law like you talked about with Instagram influencers. Everything's always puppy dogs and rainbows. But what about when I'm like, hey, what do you do when you lose a client? Or mentally, how are you handling those things? So one, um, I lead by example. So both on the challenges and the things that I do, people see what I do. And if you want to get to where I am leveling up, that's sort of what I'm talking. I practice what I preach. Nothing's theory-based. So for me, it becomes an extension of content. So the podcast is going to have a video component, and then I'm going to talk about it on social and I'm also going to give opportunities for calls to engagement on the podcast. So I want to hear from you. Have you ever done ice baths? If not, why not? If you are, send me a picture and let me know. Or, hey, what book are you guys reading this month? I'm doing this. And you, you give people the opportunity to be part of your community. And I think one thing that's a challenge for us as hosts and leaders and community builders is there is a vocal minority in a silent majority. So 80% of the people who love your podcast are never going to say anything because that's just the creature of habit. And, and certainly you guys know that from the comedy world, just so few people really say anything and you're, you're a lot of times talking to them, but I always like to talk to my clients and the companies that work with me. It's got to be a conversation. You got to try and make this a two way street. So for you, try and have these opportunities for engagement where it's like, hey, create the Eric a one week cold water challenge or the one week breathing challenge or do these things. And guess what? It'll start with one person. That's all it is. Just like that. If you ever saw that video of that 
guy dancing in a music festival by himself. And then all of a sudden one person comes and the next thing you know, like the entire amphitheater yeah. is dancing with yeah. this dude. It's the same concept. So you get one person to do it and you post it on social for you. Do not worry if no one says anything. You just keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing, putting it out, and then one person will do it. I think we got that part you, down. Yeah, we, we, we push it out there. <laughs> we got that part we, down. We, then, we're our own worst enemy. When it, You're very good about doing your own, uh, promoting yourself without feeling terrible about it. We have to, we're working on that hump. Like, self-promotion's really tough uh, when you're trying to do this stuff. We're, I feel like both of us mentally are getting... getting getting back to that fight club back to zero kind of area. We're like, we're starting to get to that point where it's like, Oh, now my brain's not occupied with all this other clutter. Yeah. I, now We've been we, going on like fumes. Yeah. For literally two years, which I think is important. Where it's like, I think and we're still doing it. And I think that's important on the podcast. Cause what I like about podcasts, if I listen to them consistently is I like hearing some of the peaks and valleys of the hosts like I, I like hearing like I listen to um, uh, you made it weird with Pete Holmes and I like when he's talking about, hey, I had a I, I made it to having my own late night show and then it got canceled and dealing with that and having the podcast is that consi- this is the only consistent thing I really have throughout the last like five years, four years. Uh, and it a lot of people see it as a zero sum game. But again, they don't know. It's that it's that defeatist talk because people are like, "What are you doing this for?" I saw you have no YouTube views or whatever. That was I what, say because I like it. No, I I, was I like, like to do it. I go. Eric and I would do this if it was just we don't, the three of don't us. Even talk, have to be on. He's on. The three of us were just talking, up. and I think that's how you have to do it with stand up. Is like you got to do it for the love of the game. Yeah. I'm I'm 36. I've been doing it over 10 years, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, at this point. A lot of people would be like, you're not going to make it to that next level. You've already kind of peaked out. I'm like, hey, maybe I can do a Ron White thing where you get you get to the point where you're headlining at whatever, uh, whatever age at 50, you know, 55. He was yeah, making – Samuel he, L. Jackson. Did you know he was making like pottery 40. in Mexico and Foxworthy called him up? We just need Nick Hoff to call us up and go open for him when he makes it big. But I'm saying like, you know, he was making pottery in Mexico and Foxworthy called him up and goes, hey, you want to do this blue collar thing in 2002? Fucking blew up, and now he's. I mean, now he's I mean, on he's, Rogan. No, now, now he's on Rogan. Now he's fucking doing theaters, dude. He's he's making like a hundred grand a show. He's yeah. he's got a tour bus and a jet and all that stuff. So, my thing is like, it's it's like you're saying that defeatist talk can get in your ear, you know. Well, yeah, and for you, you know who is never going to be able to reach those levels. The person who quits. Yeah. You know who is going to reach those levels? The person who keeps on doing it. And for me, when I teach people who want to become creators, I really have to say, you need to throw the results in the trash. You have to fall in love with the process. I'm just like you guys. If not a single person listened to this, I had the time of my life and I would do this a hundred times in a row. And that's why we do it. And to the next level of this is, all right, you're running thin. There's not a lot of time. How in the world do I self-promote? Uh, I remember I was the MC of a business conference in New York, and this woman stood up asking, why would anybody want to care to listen to what I have to say in a podcast? And the answer was, if you have anything inside of you that can help even one person, exactly. then it's your duty to get it out. Exactly. So for you, for you guys, just getting it out there, and I think what your biggest advantage is is – your relatability and your candor. It's one of the things that I love about both of you because it's an extremely rare quality 
And certainly it comes from having a comedy mindset because you think differently there. But I love how relatable both of you are. So when we think about how do you build a community, I want to root for you guys, good or bad. And people are going to naturally gravitate towards you because of our relatability, because we're not perfect. And quite frankly, I don't want to create perfect content because the overwhelming majority of the stuff we see out there is so polished and produced that it's no longer relatable. Yeah, most of our business content comes from our failures. We're going around talking about how we messed up most of the time. Speaking of which, I double booked this. I got a ten thirty call, but you guys are gonna keep you guys are gonna keep chatting. Well, I, we I gotta go run on this call. No, no, no y'all keep chatting. Well, okay. I mean, I don't, um, yeah, dude, it's um, I don't even know what we're talking about. He's he's got double Zoom calls going. It's pretty cool. I gotta An <laughs> important guy yeah, that Law Smith jumps out of here. So uh, you got anything else going on that you're challenging yourself with or anything, Rob? So or is it just that I I all 900 things that we've already gone over. So here's a simple one. So as part of the big ass calendar club that I'm doing, there's a thing called daily vitamins. And essentially what it says is in a perfect day, if you could do 10 things, what would they be? And this can be anything you can say completely wipe off your calendar. It's Saturday. You can choose the day, you, anything. What would you like to do? So for me, I've got things like, well, meditate and journal. I would like to visualize. Uh, I would like to shoot hoops. Well, one of the things that I noticed and I recently added on is because of the pandemic, I've been spending an inordinate amount of time within one mile of my house. So living in Chicago, in the city, I walk to the gym. I can walk or ride my bike to the grocery store. The park where I walk my dog is across the street. Um, I live in a very good part of uh, Chicago in West Loop. So the areas where we go out is right around there. And I work from home and I've worked from home for the last seven years. And what I realized is I was like, holy crap, man, I'm spending so much of my life within a one mile radius of where I live. I was like, I need to break this. Yeah, it's and weird. I think a lot of this, a lot of this really, us really feel this in one way or another, because what we want is change and different. And I wasn't getting change and different by being one mile away. And this is something that is brand new within the last seven days. So what I added is a daily vitamin for me is called one mile my goal every day, and it doesn't mean that I hit it every day, but it's an intention that I set, is to go more than one mile from where I live. And right. doing that allows me to have a mindset of adventure because I went running yesterday and I made sure to go past one mile. And lo and behold, I came, across this right. I came across this awesome piece of street art. So boom, I get to take a picture of it. I then document it, throw it up on Instagram. And that becomes part of my journey. And it's something where I'm sharing this because one, I think a lot of us can relate to being sort of stir crazy right now. So the way that I'm getting out of it is to say, all right, well, the way for me to get out of it is to create a thing to get me out of it and then to track it and write it down. And I just feel like I have a different energy in my life because I'm consciously trying to be more than a mile away from my house. Yeah, that makes me think of sort of like the vac like going on a vacation mindset where it's just like the physical change in location. Like you go somewhere, things smell different. It might be a little bit hotter, a little bit colder. But for whatever that is, there's such a, a an energy like change boost that you get from it where it's just like 
getting out of that way, it's a rut, basically, you know, getting in that area around your house without one mile radius exit just gets crazy, man. Like, there's something to that. With It's like a mini vacay for you or something. Well, it once again, it goes back to the mindset. Are we stuck or are we fluid? And with this, I think it applies to so many areas of our lives where it's like, all right, well, what's something that I want to change and what can I do to improve it? But then I think it's super important that we actually design this in our life. So while we're going to do the Eric Coldwater in the breathing challenge, well, what if you said, I want to have a different challenge? You're like, well, what in the hell is a different challenge? You say, every day this week, I am going to do something new and different. Well, Rob, what in the world does that mean? I want you to take your dog for a walk in a different way. I want you to go to a different grocery store. I want you to do something that you have never done before. And what we're really doing is we're rewiring the way that we think. And then you experience new things because I love experiencing new things. And I don't care if it's a brand new sandwich or a new sushi restaurant, or you're going to walk the opposite direction around the lake you always walk. What that's going to do is you're going to see things differently. And for us as creators and marketers and entrepreneurs, seeing things differently is gold because most people see things the same thing over and over and over again. So if you want different results, well, let's bake that into our process and say, by design this week, we are going to work on doing something different. And I don't care if that means you're waking up at a different time, one minute or two minutes later, or do something in reverse order, have that bounce and have that energy. Yeah. Well, just to bring it back to like the Wim Hof stuff, like that in itself they've they've researched where it's like just drive a different way to, to to work once a week these things like they could show that it helps your brain i don't know i don't want to get too you know acting like i know what i'm talking about but that is scientifically provable the way wim hof the wim hof method is too it's like they've stuck that guy in a lab and they've shot him up with e coli and he did not feel one bit of it and he just made it go i point is for anybody who's listening is that these things are real like it, it's not just us talking woo woo it's it's actual scientific stuff that'll help you well and i really think it just comes down to action quite frankly if someone listens to this and doesn't take action on a single piece of what we say i don't care because we have done our duty as leaders by sharing what we're doing I don't tell anyone they have to do anything. You don't have to wake up early. You don't have to do things different. You don't have to take ice baths. All we're saying is these are the things that we do that work for us. Here's the results. If you want to grow and get better, yeah. maybe try these few different yeah. things. Try one and of them. I think, yeah, and that's actually the key to so many things in life is, one, I don't need you to have to take action on everything from this podcast. But can you take action on one thing that you heard today? Just one thing. And what does that mean? Maybe that just means you write down the one thing that you're going to do. Because so often what stops people is they think about the big picture. Like, oh my God, I've got to do all of these different things. And I'll actually break this down as simple as humanly possible to take action. If you want to do the ice bath challenge that Eric's doing right now, just go to Amazon and purchase that tub. Yeah. That is the only thing you, if you do that one action, there is a 100% chance that this is going to be successful for you. Yeah. You'll it, use it. It just is. You won't waste it. You'll use it. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm with you. It's just like, 
not nobody's very few people will take action but you're right for people like us who've been pushing ourselves for a long time you know where we kind of got to get you know the next level with things just to keep it going it, i hope somebody I, I get so excited if somebody comes to me and says oh you know i saw you do the wim hof method that whatever i get so excited to talk to like more than anything really because i know it's something that if you do this you will feel better one way or another i bath cold therapy breathing like yoga all that stuff you're gonna feel better i'm not trying to like i want you to feel better i'm not trying to dick you over so let that be the community thing for this episode that if someone is listening to this and is currently doing hit up eric and let him know if you're not doing it but you're a little bit curious for a little bit more hey i thought about this just just send a message and say hey what's up this is on my mind and i agree with you because I love, absolutely love talking to every single person who hits me up from every single podcast I do or that I'm on because it's a connection. And that's what we're really looking to do is build connection. And you also mentioned next level. You said that we want to get to the next level. And it, it's why I'm so driven because I do want to get to the next level. And I'm willing to do the things that it takes to get to the next level. And what we can control is our action. What we cannot control is the timeline in which it, it happens. So I'm going to continue every day to do the breathing and the waking up early and the working out and the mindset work because I'm going to follow a process so that I can guarantee I get to a next level because guess what? The next time you hear me on this podcast, you will know for certain that I have reached the next level and I am better than I was when you hear me right now. Exactly. And for me, I don't know about you, but it's like, yeah, I say next level, but as, as I get older, it's like I realize there's no end to next levels. Like, you're not going to ever get there. And if you know somebody that says, I'm good, like, you know, like that guy's got to figure it out. Nobody's got to figure it out. If they tell you they got it figured out, they're full of shit. And it's just like, as soon as you understand that this whole thing is going to be growing the whole time, there's an incredible freedom to it, I guess. One, one, it's, it is an extreme freedom, and that's where you become driven when you realize, well, wait a second, this is really a game. And one of the things that I write down uh, every morning, which I learned from Jesse Itzler, is it says, get to the movie in your head. And essentially what that is, is we all have this dream or this vision of where we want to get to, but how many of us actually get to where that movie is in our head? And you're right. We're going to continually get to the next level. And for many of us, we're going to get to that movie in our head, but guess what? We're going to create new movies because right when all of a sudden uh, law lands an awesome uh, stand-up gig, he's going to be like, Oh my God, this is the greatest thing. Well, what's he going to want next? He's going to be like, I think I want a TV show now. Yeah, yeah. The movie in his head changed, and you're constantly working on that. So why would you want to have the same movie playing over and over again? Keep creating new and new movies yeah. because this is your life. Yeah, that goes to the, the visual visualization thing you were talking about earlier. It's like you say that, and a lot of people might be like, oh, yeah, daydreaming about what how rich you're going to be. It's like, well, no, but you know, maybe just thinking about how it might physically feel to be in a place where you feel successful or what it might smell like or what, you know, what sounds are going on. And to just be able to sort of bring that into reality, I absolutely think there's something to that where it's just 
We don't know if we're not all robots when we leave the room. I don't know that there's nothing beyond this little brain in my head, you know? Like, I don't know. We could be in the Matrix. So, might as well put it out there. Who knows? Who knows who's listening? It's not up to us to convince you that visualization works. Right. Just look at... Go to professional sports. Someone's sitting at the Masters on a par three. What do you think they're doing? They're visualizing that shot landing on the green, so they're going to putt for birdie. Yeah, but that doesn't apply to me. Oh, really? That's just stupid thinking because the exact same thing happens. Golfers, day after day after day, they visualize everything. So the same goes true for us because there's a great book on this called The Power of Consistency by Weldon Long. Absolute game changer. And what he really talks about is... Most people don't spend enough time actually thinking about their dreams. They may say in passing, oh, I dream of owning a Porsche. Imagine the person who says, I dream of owning a Porsche to you and I at the bar in passing, opposed to me who reads every single morning, I own a red Porsche 911 every single day. And boom, you, you write it down and you read it. And then you just sit there and you close your eyes and you just visualize yourself picking up law from his comedy yeah. gig in your Porsche 911 in the tops down, and you feel that wind, and it's like 85 degrees, right. and you're growing over the bridge in Tampa, and all of a sudden, your body can experience it because here's the thing about visualizing. Your mind doesn't know the difference between having and visualizing. So when you're experiencing having that Porsche 911 with law crossing that bridge and feeling the warmth, your mind and body feels like it happens. Yeah. So if you rinse and repeat that over and over and over again, what do you think your mind's going to do? Your mind's going to be like, well, let's get working on making this happen right. because I already have it. And it, it, it almost goes into autopilot. Like it's somehow, you know, deep, deep down, like the right path to take with it too. You know? Yeah. It's, um, I love that golf metaphor. Cause it's like, it's a uh, people, don't like visualization because they can't they they'll they'll visualize a red porsche owning it great but are you visualizing the steps you know reverse engineering what it would take that sort of thing and a golf shot's perfect it's like you can see it all happen right there you can see where the ball might roll with the undulations in the green all that stuff that really connected for me yeah and if you want to take this a step further as part of your dreaming why not go on the Porsche website and look at new Porsche 911s and go build see how that much car. they cost? Right. All of a sudden, like, why not take the steps? Because the only way you're going to get to there is if you've picked it out and you know what you want and you know the price. Right. So we got that end. We got the end part right there. So then you really have to say, well, how bad do I really want this? And you're like, well, it's only like ninety thousand dollars. You're like, well, maybe I could just start saving. $10 a day until I have the Porsche. That's an option. Right. <laughs> you could say, well, maybe if I'm a sales guy, maybe I'm going to just work a little bit harder. I'll stay an extra half an hour every day and call it my Porsche time. Boom, I'm working to land that Porsche, working to land that Porsche. And when you have the dream and then you figure out the action steps, boom, once again, we can't figure out the timeline, but we can work on the action side of this. So then you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I'll tell you, the people who do this, more often than not, they're going to get that Porsche. Yeah, man. Well, I could talk all day, dude. I really appreciate you coming on. You want to give your uh, give your info one last time? Yeah, hit me up uh, at Rob Cressy everywhere, robcressy.com. 
Um, I love jamming with people who listen to this. If you made it this far, uh, I would love to hear from you and just say what's up. Tell me something awesome going on in the world, uh, in your world, just because I really appreciate Eric and Law having me on here. I love what you guys are doing. I really appreciate your consistency and your dedication to making this happen because I'm very similar and it's something that I don't think enough people recognize you for that. So I just want to let you guys know you do a great job. Oh, dude, I love talking to this guy. You always make me feel so good, Rob. I love it. Well, thanks, man. Um, we'll be doing it again soon. You know, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Have a